guys, it's Dina and Lydia, and you're listening to Retweet. And this week's topic, we're going to be talking about interracial relationships, and not just romantic relationships, but interracial relationships um, of all forms. So that could be romantic, that could be um, a familial re- relationship, that could be a friendship, um, a power dynamic relationship, anything um, in terms of like an interracial relationship. So yeah. And for this week, we brought on my sister, Lily. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so we actually tried to record this one time over. Um, and unfortunately, it failed just due to studio time. Um, so Lily's back here again from Toronto to record this. Yes. So Lily, um, introduce yourself, I guess. OK, uh, I'm Lydia's sister. <laughs> I love that that's if you title. didn't know. I, um, I'm nine years older than Lydia, even though people think that we're <laughs> twins. Um, so they brought me on because I have a lot of relationships with different people of different races, and I feel like that's why they yeah thought of me. Yeah, yeah. so cool. So where where do we want to start, ladies? Um, I think we should start with dating, only because Caravan had just passed. Yeah. So <laughs> that's obviously, like, I didn't go to Caravana, unfortunately. I should have gone. I went to Caravana. Um, I but went to Caravana. Yeah, so they both went to Caravana. <laughs> so it's, like, a space where people are meeting people. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's, like, really racially charged. Yeah, yeah it's for sure. For, well, it's, like, a Caribbean celebration. So mostly yeah, black Yeah, and, like, not to say that, like, um, there isn't Caribbean people of a variety of races, but, like, from what I observed, it was just basically all black people. Yeah. From, like, yeah, the events mostly. that I went to, even at the parade, like, I only saw black people. I, I don't know. I did see thing. some white people. <laughs> really? Yeah. Lily noticed. I think I saw, like, two. Like, I'm not even joking. For, like, five days. I was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like heaven. It's mostly like it was mostly like white girls with like their black boyfriends, like kind of. Uh, really? like, I didn't even see that. Like it was weird. Like all I saw was just like black, like melanin beauty, like everywhere. Yeah, it was. Oh it my was god, like I hate ninety nine percent. Yeah, I hate to be controversial, but that's honestly so like awky. Like if you're really at Caravana with your white partner, like what are you doing? Like that's so. But what are they supposed to do? Leave them at yeah. home? I know, but like, could you imagine having a white boyfriend and then you go to Caribbean and it's all these black sexy men wanting to dance upon you and your well, white like, man that like... can't dance is no, like. No, but at it home. wasn't like that. Sorry, I didn't like... see any. I didn't really see any white guys. I'm sorry, like... but like, if my man wanted to go to Caribbean, I'd be like, for what purpose? Like, I'm sorry, like, yeah. to do what? But it'd be different if you were, like, a white girl, you know what I mean? And you yeah. can't dance, and then, oh, that's just, like, so awkward. Not to say that all white girls can't dance. Yeah. We're not, we're not saying that. We're not saying that. I'm just saying if you are. Yes. Even some black girls can't dance. I'm one of them. Even me, I'm one of them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. It depends on the circumstances. <laughs> but, um, yeah, interracial love. Um, I feel like this topic is always one that, like, people want us to talk about, but it's, like, I actually have no experience with it, so it's hard for me to say, like, what my opinion is just because I've never been in that boat, but I can say, like, in terms of a preference, obviously, um, I think I've expressed this before, but I would prefer to date a black man. Um, just That's just my preference, but, like, I would never be opposed to dating someone outside of my race if I had, like, made a genuine connection. It's just, like, it's not the first thing that's going to attract me right off the bat, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I think it's different when your preference is charged towards, like, a fetish. And I think I've mentioned this yeah. before, too. But, like, if you're like, oh, I just want a Spanish ting, it's like, that's not, like, I feel like, and you're, like, not Spanish. You know what yeah, I mean? And it's, it's just, like, why? Like, you know, you're saying that just because you have a preconceived notion of what this group is going to be like. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, for sure. And my preference is definitely black men too. Um, it, but like my receipts are very diverse. Well, the people I've spoken to are really diverse. Not like dating, but <laughs> um, I think more than anything, though, I do prefer like a certain like personality archetype. Yeah. So those yeah, that obviously comes <laughs> in different like people. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I close my eyes and I think of like my actual partner, like they're definitely black, mm-hmm. and their name is Steve Lacey. <laughs> yeah, their name is Steve Lacey. <laughs> Burn a boy if you're listening. Um. Yeah. <laughs> And even, yeah, and even on dating apps, because after that online dating episode, guys, like, I actually really got into dating apps. Mm -hmm. Um, And dating apps are so, like, I feel like they're just, like, eye-opening to who actually likes you. Because I'm like, I didn't even know, like, before I did that online dating episode, I I didn't even know that, like, guys of other races, like, liked me. I was, like, Mm. I've always just been, like, accustomed to black guys because I feel like that's, like, the demographic that would like me. I feel like I'm not a very palatable type of black girl Mm -hmm. I think like it's like a specific type of person would like me Mm -hmm. whereas like if you like look like Lydia or like Lily where you're Mm -hmm. like light skin or like um like have a thin build like I feel like you're more palatable to more types of people um so yeah yeah so so what did you learn on your yeah um, my online dating dating. So, yeah, when you were doing that, were you swiping right on everyone? I can't remember. Anyone I thought was attractive, yeah. <laughs> because I think that it would be interesting to see, like, if any of us got a dating app and just swiped right on everyone. I swiped right on everyone that was hot. That's, what, that's yeah. what we did, Because though. I heard that a lot of guys just swipe right on everyone anyways because they girls don't. are pickier. Yeah. I think Not to, like, that's discredit what we did. anything, but I mean, like, that's what people have told me no yeah, no that's, what, that's literally that. what we did for yeah. the online episode we literally swiped out on everyone that we <laughs> could see what would happen see what happened and my like we talked about this on the episode but my like racial ratios mm-hmm. were i want to say like i want i'm gonna say 70 percent white guys and then well i'm also in london so that says a lot but um 70 percent were white men and then the other 30 percent were like uh just like other like races Mm -hmm. but like literally like 10% were black men yeah but don't you find I mean maybe it's different now and also because it's like London Mm -hmm. but don't you find that mostly people on apps and also your age group but don't you think that most people on apps are white guys no because my experience is that most of the people on my apps like when I was using them were white guys I don't think that's the case, but I mean, I mean, obviously, if you're in London, it's going to be illustrative of like the demographics that are in the city. Mm-hmm. But like in Toronto, you feel like that? Yeah, but maybe also it's because of um, what's it called the the radius? Yeah. Because I didn't want to like maybe date too. someone who was <laughs> further than me. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wanted people in my neighborhood, which is mostly like white skater guys, which is not my type at all. So. Okay, so Lily, what is your type? What I don't really have preference. Listen, preference, I don't have a preference. I do have a preference for the type of person they are. Like, I'm really attracted to people who care about other people and the, are the like involved. <laughs> I know. Are just like, be, like nice, you know? Just be nice. Mm-hmm. Just, no, like, care I care like, about people. No, <laughs> I mean like in terms of like hobbies or passions. Like, I like yeah. when people want to help others. Like. Because I'm an Aquarius and I care about those things. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, like what Lydia said, I also really care about like personality because um, and how I guess like on the way here we were talking about this, but how I'm approached mm-hmm. because I really care about if someone's trying to get to know me and it's not because they just think I'm attractive. Like I don't give a mm-hmm. shit if you think I'm attractive. <laughs> like, but I think like culturally, like black men have a specific way of approaching women yeah that is kind of 
like I feel like different than like I've been approached by other types of guys even though like that doesn't happen very often but like they're just very like to the point and very confident and mm-hmm. I like I that love, I love listen, that listen 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 I love I like confidence like confidence is yeah I love that but I just don't like when someone comes up to me they don't even ask my name they don't ask me literally anything they're just like yo girl you're looking sexy like what's your phone number I'm like I'm not going to give you my phone number. But I feel like just get to the point. Like, why are you talking to me? Like, you're wasting my <laughs> yeah. time. Just be like, hey, I think you're cute. Like, I would like to get to know you. What's your Instagram? What's your number? Whatever. And then we can just move forward from there. Because I'm sorry, like, dating, it takes a long time. And it's it does, time yeah. consu- Like, it's time consuming. It's exhausting. Like, let's just get to the point. And also, what's the difference between that and, like, a swipe right? Yeah, it's basically saying, It's I basically a swipe right. That's, mm-hmm. let's get to know each other. Because when the person's swiping right on you, sure, they know your first name, allegedly, if you put the right name because uh, people lie because mm-hmm. they don't want you know their real name out there yeah. and then you get to know them right mm-hmm. but then, then the chat but also open. it's the same thing with apps too like some people would ask you about yourself and then some people would just be like hey let's hey hang let's hang out right now it's like i don't really want to do that because there's we literally don't know if we have anything in common but i mean what do you have to lose i feel like i i would rather just hang out with you rather than wasting like two weeks messaging you like That's I feel true. like to, to me, I wouldn't message like, someone for two weeks. I would message them like maybe like a few days for like a day or two. Yeah, and then see. But it's like I don't know how how well can you get to know someone over messages. Like I just feel mm-hmm. like you need to. I personally need to meet you in person because, like I the vibes. Like you just you it's just the know vibes. the vibes, baby. Like I yeah. there's nothing else. Like I need to like see you in person and see how you interact, see how you carry yourself. Um, if that matches with how I carry myself, I feel like I'm really bad at texting and you could think that I'm like not interested in you even mm-hmm. when I am just cause I'm like forgetful <laughs> and like, I'll just be on Twitter for five hours. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the reason why we brought that up is because, um, Lily's receipts are mostly why are you white okay <laughs> white. they're white they are aryan but, they okay, are listen, of the they're caucasian, caucasian persuasion i don't listen i don't like blonde guys i'm just gonna put that out there okay, i don't okay. so she likes like, specific type of white guys she's like no that's, oh my gosh okay the thing is after upon like many conversations with my friends i think i'm just in a lot of white spaces so people find that's it easy yeah to approach me when maybe those types of people wouldn't normally approach, they wouldn't approach a black you, yeah. girl in other like situations. Yeah. So. Yeah. But often I feel like low key I was maybe like what you were talking about like a like a maybe not deliberately but like or consciously but like a fetish for them. You know, like they didn't really get to try to know me mm-hmm. they just like wanted just to put their like stereotypes this, yeah. onto me they see this yeah. pretty light-skinned girl and it's like that is like how to get an exotic girl but a palatable exotic yeah. girl. yeah you don't Someone get to have like a you're thick not, black girl yeah like, that's like i feel like for me like i'm too black you know what i mean for like a lot of interracial relationships um but yeah like my opinion on an interracial romantic relationship is like if that is a relationship that is actually like healthy and like you guys are together out of like love and not fetish fetishization and things like that Mm -hmm. then like go for it Mm -hmm. i have nothing against that obviously it's going to be a little bit more difficult to work through certain like cultural differences yeah to learn about each other um each other's like cultural differences and things like that Mm -hmm. um but if you're willing to put in that work then you know what like go for it Mm -hmm. it can work but i think it's it's not my preference it's so yeah i think it's definitely a lot more difficult it's it is. Yeah, we were talking about that with uh, in the episode of like dating as a black girl, right? 
um mm-hmm. our guests were talking about how it's like you're with someone you're in a partnership with someone and now you already have if you're a heterosexual you have to explain to them like or try to get them to empathize with you with sexism mm-hmm. and try to teach them the ways of like this is what it's like being a woman in society now on top of that you have to explain race things and sometimes it's like i don't want to have to be an educator mm-hmm. all the time like who's that one person a while ago there was a youtube video made i think it's by that girl named chelsea i don't know her last name that's really vague but she <laughs> used to do the mtv uh decoded video she had like dreadlocks mm-hmm. anyways y'all oh i think i know what you're talking about irrelevant but she made this video where she was like what's like dating a white guy mm-hmm. and they like there's one scene where she's like they watch the help and then <laughs> and then she's like wants to have sex with him and he's like uh i don't think we should have sex right now and it's just because it's like this awkward like racial it's tension yeah, yeah. And yeah. that will exist forever, like, yeah. till the end yeah. of time. And, yeah. like, I never want to put myself in a position where I'm becoming an educator. I think that's, like, my biggest yeah. uh, turn off. And I think <laughs> that can translate not only in romantic relationships, but also in friendships. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's very difficult when you feel like, you know, your friends, you have to educate them, but then you also have to be, like, that person who's policing other people's behavior and I never want to be that. I never want to be like, oh, you shouldn't say like the N word, or you shouldn't like, or you shouldn't wear that. That's a cultural appropriation, or you shouldn't. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like it's just dependent on who you choose to surround yourself with, mm-hmm. um, regardless of race. If you're friends with a black person, if you're friends with a white person, like someone who is the same race as you or different, it's just dependent on them as a person and if they choose to educate themselves. Because like. I'm sorry, there's so many resources out there that, like, I am not a resource. Mm -hmm. I'm not a resource unless I choose to be a resource. And I think that's the difference is when people put their education on you and just ask you everything. And it's, like, at some point it gets exhausting. Mm -hmm. And at some point it's, like, I don't want to be almost reminded of my race every time we interact Mm -hmm. exactly we constantly think about it anyways yeah and it's like sometimes you just want to be like free and with your friends and just feel light Mm -hmm. and you don't want to have to like have that extra layer of being like different Mm -hmm. and having to explain that difference to other people and Mm -hmm. that was the thing that celia who was on our how to be an ally episode was talking about how she was saying how um it's not like your friends of color's uh, responsibility to reinforce like yay like you're not racist mm-hmm. so for example like I've been in situations where if I had a white friend or white acquaintance because I actually haven't had like white friends in a long time but not for any specific pers- like reason but um, like my white friend tells me hey like I confronted this person at work about cultural appropriation like what do you want me to do clap my like, hands thank you thank you for like being a decent human like I'm not gonna be like yay like yeah. thank you for doing this deed like mm-hmm. yeah and <laughs> I think I've been pretty lucky with my friendships and I haven't had to do that um I like most of my friends are like pretty like we're very much on the same wavelength um a lot of my friends are black and then the ones that aren't black are like they're pretty like they they're culturally aware of a lot of things um so like I haven't felt like I need to do that but then it's like when you're making new relationships especially as an, as an it's adult hard. it's very hard to navigate that type of thing mm-hmm. and it's very hard to navigate interracial relationships mm-hmm. um so yeah I don't know but Lydia you have like a really good friend like a few really good friends that are like <laughs> different races so yeah. like, <laughs> what do you yeah. think well okay so I I do have a couple of friends that are different races um one friend that's like actually close to me her name's Sarah and like she's white 
And I feel like the reason why it works so well with us is because one, she like lives in Toronto and she has like a lot of uh, friends from like different backgrounds as well. Mm-hmm. She's also someone who like takes it upon herself to educate herself. Like mm-hmm. I've never explained anything to her at all. I'm, she's never asked me anything either, which I think is really great. And I think also like being someone who like has this podcast, someone who is like vo- like pretty vocal about Your uh, beliefs racial, yeah, and my beliefs and morals yeah, exactly. online mm-hmm. truly has helped me so, so much. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people try to not be political online which I understand because sometimes you just don't want to get into it but I think that it helps navigate relationships without having to like explain to this person Mm -hmm. that you just met like by the way like I don't want you to say the n-word yeah Mm -hmm. like I think like for me and Lydia we're pretty like open on our social platforms just because we have a podcast so it's like if you wanted to know anything about me anyways you could just listen to this yeah Mm -hmm. so like people will know certain ways to navigate how to talk to us because they know that we're like you know feminist bitches or whatever yeah. like they know like they have a certain <laughs> preconceived notions about like how to interact so i feel like in that sense you're gonna you're gonna um attract people that like enjoy that like that type of company you know what i mean yeah. like i'm not gonna you probably not attract like coons yeah i don't I mean, really other than men <laughs> that's a different topic um, <laughs> because like even like back to interracial relationships like you could be dating a black man and he could still just be like dumb 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 about like everything socially related and you still might have to do that labor like you really still might so for sure it's not even about i feel like it really just depends on the person yeah yeah like it depends on the person and it depends on like what you're seeking out in a partner Mm -hmm. but honestly i need a if i have a like a woke white bay like i'll be like okay like shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true sometimes they're fake woke though yeah well here's the thing lily doesn't have a podcast lily's not that political online sometimes you are but not like all the time yeah so Mm -hmm. how do you have like a wide variety of white friends and like are socially aware as well because you also live with white people so it's not like you just have white friends Mm -hmm. um i feel like i get this question a lot especially by people of color they're like how are you friends with all these different white people but um i feel like i choose to be around people and I like um what's the word I'm thinking of like attract attract people who are like-minded to me Mm -hmm. so I think that's why I don't really have a problem with it I think when I was younger maybe like in the first years of university it was tricky because you really don't know how someone's going to be until you get to know them really like what their daily interactions are like what their beliefs are um, how much knowledge they have so you just kind of get to know them and then you can like weed them out if if you need to but mm-hmm. um and like have you had to have conversations with different white people being like hey like i don't like when you do this because if you because i'm just, it's not just white people by the way yeah it's sorry relationships of all like as long as if the person's of a different race than you you're yeah. gonna have some yeah. type of friction yeah yeah for sure but like i'm just thinking because or even like, yeah, I don't think I have that many people who are friends with me that aren't at least people of color. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it doesn't happen a lot where I've had to like weed anyone out just mm-hmm. because for the most part, the people around me do know like what I'm about. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's the same thing with you, but they are mostly white. So and there's still going to be ignorance there, right? Because they don't experience that. They don't experience racism if they're white, period. Mm-hmm. So I guess how have you had to navigate like conversations around what is allowed what's not allowed so things like can i touch your hair can i do your hair like comments about like maybe arranging like people oftentimes i find that are white will try to like set you up with other black people because they're just like this is my other black friend or things like that 
because mm-hmm. have you ever felt like microaggressions through white friends I guess is what I'm asking and like how have you had to handle conversations I have and um I think specifically like them comparing me to stereotypes about black people like oh like Lily's not like an angry black like that kind of thing mm-hmm. um but I never uh, <laughs> Like, maybe this is cowardly, but, like, I just didn't want to put the energy into it or, like, explain why that's, like, a wrong thing to say. Or, like, but I don't think that's cowardly. That's not your fault. And that's not your, like, that's not your place. You don't have to yeah. do that. And yeah. that thing is so, sorry, that's just so annoying, too, because I think black people or people of color are often just, like, you either confront the person or you're a coward or you're weak. And it's, like, do not every day confront. Not every day. Like, like, I'm tired. Like, yeah. I can't be a social justice yeah. warrior 24-7. Sometimes you just need to be you and just, like, relax. Yeah, and I feel like as a person of color, you can, like, feel really bad about, like, letting something slide. But it's, like, mm-hmm. honestly, it's not my fault that you're trash. Mm-hmm. And it's not my job. Responsibility. Yeah, like, yeah. it's exhausting. It's really exhausting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No, 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 no. I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So you usually just, like, I think separate. I just, it hasn't happened that many times because, like, I'm, I am very fortunate that, like, my friends are not like that. But um, when it has happened, I just kind of let it go and I, like, distance myself from that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, what else can you do? Like, unless yeah. you want to be everyday angry black woman, like, I'm sorry, you can't. Yeah. It's true. And the other thing I want to talk about with friendships, too, is just because of, like, the way media, I think, has set up a lot of interracial friendships as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of, like, the Miranda to the Lizzie's. Other than Raven and Chelsea, like, for the most part, it's, like, the white girl or the white person is, like, the main character, and then the black the person black is secondary. a side character. The yeah. Zac Efron to the Corbin Blue, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, like, have you guys felt like there were power dynamics? Like, in your relationships? Within your relationships, Yeah. I've definitely I've definitely felt that. Yeah. I've definitely felt like I like whatever I was going through was not just in certain relationships, not all relationships at all, but in some instances like whatever I was going through was not the number one priority. Also, mainly with those specific people, their biggest problem was always romantic relationships. It was never anything else because they didn't really have any other, like, oppression. Oh, my That's God. so That's not real. They didn't no. have any other oppression, so the biggest concern was, oh, my God, why isn't this guy texting, not texting me back? Like, why is that your biggest issue in no. life? Like, me and Lydia really talked about this. Like, um, in comparison to, like, people of color and how we were raised and then, like, you know non-people of color and there's some coddling i feel like there's some coddling which translates into how you interact as an adult and so sometimes you just forget the world's not all about you um and so like i think it definitely like i've noticed it in some of my friendships in the past um just like the way in which like we just had different like life ideals and just like different ideas of like what was like super pressing like if you talk to any of my friends I really don't talk to them that much about my romantic life because I feel like I have other stuff that's way more important Mm -hmm. and like if something really like interesting happens I'll say I'll talk about it but like it's not it's not my main priority you know what I mean like I feel like I prioritize other things to talk about my friends with I feel like I don't talk about it that much either but I think that that's I always just felt like that was like just my personality like I kind of secretive about that stuff I don't know if it, it might not just be your personality. I don't know maybe, if it's just your yeah, personality. Yeah, now that we're like, talking about it, like, I'm like, maybe it's just because I've been made to feel like I shouldn't really talk like about it. It's just not it. that deep. Like, let's talk about other shit. It's also yeah. cultural. I feel like uh, a lot of people of color, because you're kind of just, like, told, like, not to really speak about your dating life or your sex life, that, like, it translates into friendships, too, sometimes. Yeah. But, 
yeah, what I was going to say, too, is, like, I remember in the Growing Up Ugly episode, throwback, mm-hmm. um, I was talking about feeling like a secondary character. And looking back, I think it was because most of my friends or my best friend group was, like, literally white. Yeah. Um. So I definitely felt like, you know, where we meet up, we're meeting up at their house. Like, you know, it's always just, like, it was about them, and I was, like, their plus one to their life. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah I definitely felt that way. And it's, like, your friendship shouldn't be like that. There shouldn't be, like, this power dynamic. It should be an equal playing ground for both friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like me and Lydia both had very dramatic shifts in our friend groups <laughs> yeah, from we did. high yeah. school to university. Because when I was in high school, um, even when I was in elementary school, like, we're live in London. Like, all my friends were white throughout elementary school. I didn't have black friends until I was in high school. I only had a couple. I had, like, Edom, um, and I had Rahel. And those were, like, p- like also partly family. You know what I mean? So it was kind of just, like, I would have my school friends, and then I would have my other friends. And then when we came to university, my friend group did an entire 360. Like, you know, some of my friends from high school, uh, they're gone now. Yeah. <laughs> I still have a couple of them. But, like, now, like, all my friends that I've met in university were, are black because those are the spaces we met in in like the black students association and the african student association mm-hmm. and so now like there's so much less explaining that i have to do there's so much less like friction in my relationships because i feel like a lot of my friendships with like my white friends were super dramatic for like no reason like my me and my black friends like do not fight like I, we like it, if shit comes up we talk about it and then just you know just it's move over on, yeah it's because of the way I hate to say this, but it is because of the way we were raised. Like I think, especially within, because we're obviously all Habesha here. Like me, Lily, or Eritrean, and Dean is Ethiopian. Um, and we talked about this with Mooj too. Like last episode, it's just like when you're raised in a family where it's like this is an issue. All right, we need to move on because we have other things to worry about. Mm-hmm. Then that's how you are within every like relationship. I mm-hmm. think. And so going back to the whole coddling issue, if you, the only thing you have to worry about are your relationships because life, you know, you don't deal with oppression. You know, mm-hmm. you just like have a boyfriend and it sucks and now you're crying about it. Or like multiple types of oppression. Because technically, like, if they're a woman. Oh, yeah, if they're a woman, they still are dealing with, yeah. yeah. Like, I just feel like a lot of my, like, like, I don't want to, yeah, this isn't obviously true for everyone, but like, one of my relationships that ended with, like, one of my white friends, like, the ending was so dramatic. And we were friends, like, we were friends, like, in high school and then, like, up until, like, the summer, basically, or, like, yeah, like, no, probably, like, a couple months ago so um our friendship basically ended because this (laughs) one time like um our friend group was hanging out and we forgot to invite her or like we invited her like we mentioned it in the group chat but then like we hung out and then she like deadass just did not talk to us for like months and then like the friendship basically like unraveled from there and it's just like that would have never happened with like my people of color friends like I'm sorry like that would not have happened it was just so dramatic for no reason and I was just like sis like there's way worse stuff than not being invited to one thing and like obviously those things I'm not gonna discount the fact that like that kind of sucks but is it worth ending a friendship that was like lasted like six years at this point like yeah mm -hmm. and I think it's like it's kind of shitty to say but if you're someone who is used to getting kind of what you want and you're kind of put in a place where you're used to being the main priority, mm-hmm. obviously, like, sexism does exist. So, like, if this was, like, a female friend, then obviously they felt that. But, you know, if you're not used to getting things taken away from you because of, like, your race or because mm-hmm. your background, 
you are used to that entitlement. Like you're used to being the star of the show of the friendship. So the fact that you're not getting the call first and your secondary character friend is getting um, almost like not ahead of the game, but getting their own life together. That's like that displays mm-hmm. insecurity within themselves, if that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. So um, I was talking about this with my friend Eleanor, actually. We were talking about we both went through like friendship breakups um, with our high school like white bestie. And she was saying how like, her friend almost forecasted her independence like her friend like knew inside of her head that like her or she was going to grow out of that friendship and she mm-hmm. was going to go on to do better things mm-hmm. and she let her own insecurity try to drag also my friend Eleanor down with okay. her because yeah. she wanted them to be at the same level so to see your secondary character friend do better than her is intimidating that's true oh my I gosh like I've so definitely true. been in a situation where my friend I feel like she kind of did this to everyone that was around her, but um, my friend definitely tried to do the same thing. And we're not friends anymore, but she she <laughs> used one to do that. that she used to yeah. do that, and in very like subtle ways. Though I don't know about like Eleanor, but for us, it was like very very subtle ways. Like even if like someone just liked you, she's like kind of dis- discrediting it. Oh, girls, and it's like so. Why are you grossy. trying to do that? Like I know that they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like kind of trying to tear you down, like in little ways, so that you would have like the same uh, esteem level yeah. as them, which mm-hmm. is like very depressing. I, I don't think that we should be competing like that, but I know. And it's, it's a sense of I, I do think like that is a sense of entitlement. It's something that I haven't really seen amongst like my friends of color. Mm-hmm. to be honest if mm-hmm. I'm, yeah but I think as I've grown older and even though I've had friends that are more socially aware maybe it's just because my personality type and it's the way I am online but I do feel like the sort of racism sometimes shifts in a way where it's like I become now the star black and by that I mean you are now the source of entertainment so um in my friend in the friendship episode I talked about kind of emotional labor and how um sometimes that can be not like disoriented but they're just like not equal so now I become the therapist to this person right and when I have emotional baggage it's never shown or like it's never resolved within my friend groups but if someone wants to come to me they can and I become almost this therapist and this star black of like I'm the entertainment I'm your source of joy I am that girl that gets you so happy and so now instead of being your friend I'm now just like this resource to you if that Mm -hmm. makes sense and I think there is something really racially about that where a lot of times black people I know especially when I was younger and I was in white spaces I knew that I was going to these white spaces to be the entertainment I knew that I was a joke like I Mm -hmm. knew I was a clown I knew that I was a girl that was going to start dancing at any moment of any time Mm -hmm. like they knew when Lydia comes through or when that black girl comes through she's the funny one Mm -hmm. and you feel that labor and when you enter that space you know that's your job Mm -hmm. and like honestly though like I don't know. It's just like so hard because I feel like people of color or black like black people like when we do have um, interracial friendships, we're more likely to see this person as like a friend, where and like a close friend. But like research has shown that like um, like people of color are six times more likely to have interracial friends than like vice versa than white people having interracial friends that they actually value as like close friends. And this was a study done on um, they were looking at like wedding parties and the idea was that your closest friends would be in your wedding party and so when it was like a white person getting married they sometimes they had people of color in their wedding party but when it was um like a person of color Mm -hmm. they were six times more likely to have um a white person 
in their wedding party, which means that that's obviously someone close in their life. So I think it goes to show just how um, the value of friendship is different. Like, it's not a reciprocal thing. It's not a reciprocal um, exchange in interracial relationships. And I think that, like, people of color are more likely to see um, a non-person of color as an equal or, like, see them as a person outside of their race because Mm -hmm. their race isn't it isn't super determinative of their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know no, I mean? exactly. Yeah. So it's it's, yeah, yeah. It's just a lot about like value. Life. Yeah, no, it's just about value. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. It's just so sad. And I always wonder too, like, even though I have a me, I've like made like a handful of like non-black uh, friends who do understand things like, hey, like, don't say the n word or like mm-hmm. whatever. I always wonder what they're like in their friend groups that aren't black. Because, like, are they telling their other friends don't say the N-word? Mm-hmm. Are they stopping, like, racism or cultural appropriation in other spaces? Like, mm-hmm. you don't know that. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know, like, what their family thinks of me, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's shitty. It's very shitty. Like, there's, it's, even as a, even as, like, a grown person, there's gonna be friction in your interracial relationships. It doesn't Period. matter. Yeah. Like, there's no way around it. It doesn't matter how woke your partner is. It doesn't matter how woke your friend is. Like, there's going to be friction at some point, whether it be from their family, whether it be from other people. There's always going to be those situations. And not just, like, you're obviously going to have friction in any type of relationship, but there's going to be a racial friction. And I just feel like it's just because, like, as black people. Lack of experience, yeah. Yeah, and, like, as black people or as people of color, we just lack the social currency um, and the value, like, socially Mm -hmm. to not have that happen to us. Yeah, it's so makes you so motherfucking sad makes me so emo like episodes like this make me emo i know i leave the mic and i'm like wow good episode i feel sad (laughs) (laughs) yeah but what do you guys think about like how especially like right now like how black people portrayed like in the media and how it affects relationships like and how how people approach relationships like like all types of relationships like friendships like okay like in what way are we like non-black persons like and how they approach black relationships i feel like because like hip-hop is so big now and like freaking like you know because i know that like, like beauty is a yeah. standard of beauty now and things like that yeah it might like change the way that people approach us but i think it's just more objectifying so like even with the idea of like the star black is just like that I think so in movies like who's the comic relief right it's always a person of color Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's what I kind of meant when I was saying that point is I know that when I go to certain spaces I'm the comic relief or I'm supposed to be the comic relief Mm -hmm. and then um as far as like romantic relationships go or even like friendships too like aesthetic wise I think black people are valued for objectifying reasons whether it be you could be the comic relief or you can be the cute girl beside me but you're not Mm -hmm. someone that I genuinely like see on the same plane level like and I hate to say it but like sometimes I do wonder like is it possible for you to be an interracial relationship and to be actually valued and seen on the same plane level I think it is but I think it depends on who it is I think it is too because then I think like if you don't believe that that's I think that's generalizing people yeah like as a whole and yeah I think it's possible I think it's possible, too. I think it's definitely possible. But um, I think it's hard to, like, get out of the mentality because people are just grown up to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Yeah, I agree. Like, I think that it's definitely, like, objectifying now. Like, I mean, not that it always, it always was, but I think that, like, even more so now, like, especially people who don't know me, they want to, like, assume all these things about me. Like, they just want to, like, place all these stereotypes to me. Like, oh, you must, like, love Drake. Like, all these things. Like, <laughs> everyone loves Drake, I don't, bitch. Like, what? like, honestly, I don't really care for Drake. Like, yeah. Let me just put it out there. Maybe I should put it in my bio. Like, <laughs> I really don't give a shit. But, um, yeah. I think it is. Like, for me, I don't think I was seen as a source of entertainment. Uh, maybe because of, like, my personality type. <laughs> but, entertaining, but, uh, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely do. I did find myself to be, like, the reason I'm, like, in someone's life for the reasons of... Um, validating that they're not racist or validating that they like have they have like a diverse friend group like that kind of no it's trendy as hell to have a little black side girl for sure it's very trendy but i do think like we're the blueprint for fashion so i do (laughs) think that like for me like in the past maybe i have like gravitated towards like this is obviously a personal issue but (laughs) I think I have like personally like um gravitate towards relationships that I knew were not gonna last (laughs) and were those like interracial ones yes okay so why did you feel like they weren't gonna last because I just knew like I knew that they didn't understand me on the same level that I wanted that I would need them to be yeah you know so so there you go. Lily's only dating you for fun. <laughs> just so y'all But I think know. that's like basically for everybody, but um, not solely white people. Okay. But mostly white people. Because that's her receipts, y'all. Mm-hmm. But another type of relationship I really wanted to speak about were uh, teachers. Because oh I gosh. grew up with mostly white teachers. Um, I think the first time I actually had a black teacher was actually in university. Um, but also... Yeah, I think it was just in university. And there were a lot of things that happened with my teachers that were really messed up that I never could really address, mm-hmm. especially because of ageism. But a lot of it was racially charged. So at one time when I was in high school, we had to do this project on how your ancestry came to Canada. So this teacher is like explaining this project and he's like, okay, like let me give an example. Lydia, where are you from? And then I was like, oh, like my background's Eritrean super common for people to not know what that is so he's like oh so where is that and i was like oh it's like a small country in east africa used to be part of ethiopia he's like africa and i'm like yeah africa and he's like you can't be african your nose is way too skinny and i was like okay and everyone laughed are you serious yeah everyone's like this is like so funny obviously i also went to french school so like it's way more racist than your average but um pardon me yeah so anyway so what am I supposed to say? This is my teacher, okay? I'm in front of the whole class. <laughs> like, this is obviously, like, a really racial, like, exchange going on, like, a racially charged comment. But because of the power dynamic of, like, you're my teacher, you're also older than me. Mm-hmm. You're also this, like, older white man. Like, what the heck am I supposed to say when I'm in ninth mm-hmm. grade in geography class? Mm-hmm. And that was something that was very blatant, but I'm sure there were more. I just, like, can't remember maybe at the time I didn't process it as racist because I wasn't aware Mm -hmm. you know there are racially charged uh comments and behavior that's made in classrooms Mm -hmm. but like what are you supposed to say when you're a little kid and like this teacher that is like supposed to be your your superior yeah you know I know and it's true like 
students do like students of color definitely do get treated differently um I feel like I didn't experience it as like harshly as like maybe Lydia or like I feel like black boys in specific get treated really really badly really really badly and it's all like you always hear these stories of teachers telling them that they're never gonna amount to anything Mm -hmm. and all this all this stuff and it's like that would not be the same if your teachers were teachers of color Mm -hmm. because like we've talked about like I think we talked about this in the university culture episode it's like if your teacher doesn't like understand or try to understand your background and your um like yeah like your life situation that could be determined by your race your socioeconomic status and things of that nature then how are they really going to foster you as like a child Mm -hmm. like foster you into growing into yourself like a lot of the times people like especially black people always talk about like having a black teacher that like really helped them throughout throughout like their adolescence you know what I mean mm-hmm. um I think like Karen was talking about it on the university culture episode Karen or Danielle were talking about how they had like a really really good teacher in high school um who was a black teacher and even in Brampton where their all their students were black but the teachers still weren't black and it's just like shows all this racial tension where we have you know people that need to be served in a way and then the people who are serving them are not of the same like yeah like background yeah mm-hmm. so we don't whether know how be, to serve them whether it yeah. be teachers whether it be like freaking pastors like there's so many instances of like black churches with white pastors it's like why is this happening like how no mm-hmm. like no where no oh oh my god and i hate this is gonna be a whole other episode but i need to say it so yeah like that happens a lot i used to go to church a lot and i was like really actively involved in like the youth group of the church that i went to mm-hmm. and we used to have this series called tough topics and tough topics was essentially like something that is deemed a tough topic uh, i say that in quotation marks and we would discuss it and we would see what the bible says about it and we would have the people who are like the lead of the church lead the discussion mm-hmm. um evidently people who led the church people who were like on the top of the hierarchy of church were like white men yeah. and i remember one time i was like you know like i think it'd be really interesting if we had to tough topics on race and they're like we don't need a topic on race like we're fine and it's like of course you think it's fine mm-hmm. you're a white guy like i'm literally yeah. telling you it's not fine mm-hmm. so it's yeah. like here i am someone like a part of this community not getting served because you don't know how to serve me yeah and then now i'm getting i'm gonna stay at the disadvantaged level because i can't get higher like there's no one to tell mm-hmm. me how to get higher mm-hmm. so then we wonder why all these like white frat boys that are doing shit all in university are doing amazing and getting all these amazing jobs because they have so many connections they have people who want to serve them and look at them they're like i love mm-hmm. you man i want to serve you i want to do better mm-hmm. yeah like honestly just racism is so entrenched in our institutions whether it be church whether it be not even just racism um sexism as well like yeah, if you sure. look at church leadership mm-hmm. there's like no women like sure, at yeah. all and it's just like and how women are always just like the wives who do yeah. like preschool or like doing or doing choir doing yeah, like yeah. That the church kind of I stuff. went to like women weren't even allowed to speak by themselves like on stage like a man had to be there to like confirm what she was saying yeah it's just like how are we supposed to make progress in any type of facet in yeah. any type like in terms of everything in society like it's all connected all these institutions are connected so. Oh, it's just really depressing, guys. Like, honestly. Yeah. And I think it just goes to show, like, relationships, everyone knows this, is, like, the most important thing is communication, right? And trust. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it says a lot that black people continually keep speaking about, like, spaces that they feel uncomfortable or people of color and they're just not trusted right and that's a Mm -hmm. form of racism itself like you're teaching people of color that their words aren't to be trusted Mm -hmm. so it's unfortunate and that's why like so many 
maybe so many interracial relationships whether it be like in school i wish we had someone who was like adopted that would been interesting because having like interracial relationships in the family yeah mm-hmm. i was just thinking about like even just like say you have like a mixed child and you're one of your parents is white what are you doing as a parent to educate yourself on the circumstances that your child's gonna go through yeah because like i can say like i've seen it with like some interracial um familiar familial relationships where like the parent is really like not educated at all especially if like the parent of color isn't in the child's life yeah then it's just like you grew up without this whole other side of your identity of your, of yeah. your identity right and if you're visibly a minority that's gonna affect you and like even just like with smaller things like getting your hair done and things like that mm-hmm. it's just like yeah we've seen too many white moms with like mixed kids with like damaged shit hair damage like, shit bro and it's like what does that say about your or like, your also kids like i find there's like this weird i was talking to my friend uh akoso about this like there's this weird thing now where like if like a white guy has a mixed kid he's like congratulated for like doing the kid's hair <laughs> oh yeah and it's like why is this like why do we have to like pat you on the back for this like this is your child like you should yeah. know your how to do it yeah. Yeah. it doesn't matter like what ethnicity you are <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, so true. it's so true like maybe you should just know how to take care of your child like mm-hmm. i'm sorry <laughs> if Thanks. i like end up in an interracial like relationship and my child ends up mixed like no the way my child's gonna be educated it's not even normal I know. It's like, so you really it's need to, enough. like, you really need to make, um, first word, oppression. <laughs> first word, let's talk about black power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, honestly, it's just, like, especially if you're, like, I, f- I don't know. Actually, I can't say this. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm going to get dragged. Bad. Sometimes I'm going to get, like, sometimes I feel like I'm going to get dragged on the internet. I say certain things and I'm like, better not. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, just like, it, trust us, y'all. Like, when we say something, like, if you want to have better relations with people of color and you want to see a better world, like, more than anything, you just need to listen and trust us. Like, when we say certain things. Black people are not trusted. I also feel like that goes for, like, p- within circles of people of color as well. You know? Like, there's definitely, like, interracial racism, but also, like hierarchies with like colorism and all that stuff Mm -hmm. like i feel like that's also applicable too yeah no 100 percent for sure because like do you feel like well because like i know there's there are like i've been treated with by other people of color as lesser than because they're like closer to white Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and that's like how they were taught is like we're lesser than you know? Mm-hmm, for sure. So I think that's also a huge problem. <laughs> yeah, no. And do you feel like you're, like, how do you feel like your experience in interracial relationships might differ from, like, someone who is, like, dark skin or, like, the not palatable black girl? Um, Not really, like, uh, in that way have I experienced it. Mostly, like, with other people of color from different ethnicities who think they're like better than me or should be treating me in a different way okay sorry what do you mean by that not like not people who are darker than me like people who are like of different ethnicities that are people of color oh they'll treat you better because no they'll treat me worse because they think they're better okay you know what i'm saying like a lot of people who 
a lot of people are brought up to feel like they're better than black people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. But, like, I guess what I was asking is, like, do you feel like, like I think you've that's been a accepted? problem. Yeah. But do you feel like you've been accepted in more interracial relationships because you're light-skinned is what I'm saying? So, like, do you feel like that experience is better for you? Where, like, you've been allowed to enter more spaces with – because, like, you're talking about how, like, all your – like, a lot of spaces you've been inside are white. And, like, mm-hmm. even being in Toronto, like, you know, like, it just so happens that, like, you know, you're in more spaces that are white – like, do you feel like you're allowed to be in those spaces more because of your proximity to, like, like lighter skin? I don't know. And have you ever thought about that? Or is it, like, just... No, I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. Because I do, like... Especially if I think about, like, music specifically. Um, there are a lot of people who go to these, like, the same shows that I go... I mean, I like a lot of different types of music, but... If I'm, like, thinking about music specifically where there's, like, more white people, um, there are people who are darker than me attending these things. Mm-hmm. Or, like, are even more involved than I am, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I wouldn't say I'm particularly, like, really involved. But mm-hmm. what I was talking about before is, like, I've had relationships with people in coworker settings. Oh, that's where the worst. the people mm-hmm. of color who are not black think they're better than me and treat me in a different way mm-hmm. because they're closer or like they value uh white relationships mm-hmm. oh, I see over mine okay. like mm-hmm. over like my opinion or like how yeah. I like conduct myself at work even though I'm a good worker mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah yeah that's another thing about work work is a work. big one I've never like, had a boss kind of, that's black it's, yeah and it's kind of like I've never had a boss that's black either and it's kind of just like the teacher thing where there's like a power dynamic mm-hmm. and then your power dynamic is intensified by your racial dynamic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's mm-hmm. just like sometimes we'll say certain things and I was like, I can't say anything to you because... I'll get fired. I'll get fucking fired. And I can't afford yeah. to get fired. And you know what? Yeah. Sometimes it's not even like anything like super, super bad. It's just like, you know, like your white teacher who's like, love the hair. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't get thanks. Or like, they, always, so they always want to comment on it. Every time, every time I go into work with a new hairstyle, the way I get side eyes, the way I get like so many questions, I'm like, sis, please. How did you um? How, where does your hair start and where does it end? How did you? How did you? Grow you guys so answer. Quick? I always just say magic, I'm just, baby. I'm just I say like, don't ruin the magic. That's what I always say. Don't ruin like, the magic, thanks. baby. It's <laughs> <laughs> like thanks. It's I, also like, like, don't you realize that like all white celebrities have fake hair? Yeah, like people freaked dumb? out when Ariana posted that photo with her. her they were like, "Oh my gosh, she got a haircut." Are you fucking dumb? Yeah, <laughs> this bitch been wearing fake hair her whole life. I know, and it's also like, even if they just say something like, "Oh my gosh, like I love your hair," even that, like sometimes makes me uncomfortable. Like I don't know or why. If I don't know if you've gotten this, but like, oh, I like your natural hair. Like, why did you like as if like it's wrong that you put extensions in yeah in any way like you must not like yourself naturally Mm -hmm. it's like no i don't dislike myself naturally i just like to have fun like yeah yeah. that's so true i've been having different hair every week i go into work i think they're very confused but it's okay (laughs) they uh, there used to be like another black girl that worked with me and she would like change her hair too so like i wasn't the only one Mm -hmm. um she's gone now though so r.i.p yeah but um yeah work relationships are super weird even like um, I remember this one time I went to a job interview and my interviewer was black. And this is the only time that that has ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it was like a job fair. And so I like talked to him for like two minutes and he's like, okay, go to the next round. Like, I like you. And like, you know, he's like, we got to stick together. Type yeah. Thing. And I was like, oh, like, okay. Like, I wish this happened more often because it's usually just like me and like a white person. Like, that. Don't you think though that it's either like, it's either in that way or it's like in a very competitive way, especially with women. Yeah. I think sometimes it's either like they're, they're harder on you because we're the same race and they don't want to seem like they're. Um, being letting like, you yeah, off easy letting yeah. you off easy so sometimes they're like actually harder on you and I'm like okay cool like even I've never even had a I don't think I've had a black professor I've had, I think one, one. I've had one black professor and she was really great but she was like the worst grader <laughs> anyways I think it's just because I, I liked her though she was a good prof um, but yeah even with like the whole work thing I think um, for me, like I haven't, I've had one black coworker ever. So like, I've never had a black interviewer and had a black boss. I've had one black, um, coworker and like through that experience, like she helped me out literally the most. It's just at the movie theater, but she was literally like other coworkers. They were all pretty chill, but like, it was so significantly different in the way that we treated each other. And I was like, this is in my head. I was like, maybe this is how white people feel all the time. <laughs> When they have when they go into a classroom and it's like all white people. When they go into work and all their coworkers are white and they all have that commonality. It's like I had never experienced before and mm-hmm. I was like, This is mm-hmm. the solidarity is insane. Like I actually get help. Like, mm-hmm. you know? I, you know what? I feel like that's always the expectation, but then some people like it's so awkward when like the other black person isn't like on the isn't same down, page as yeah. you, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Cool, you just snitched on me." Cool. Like I thought I hate we, that for thought you. We were, yeah. thought we were in this together, mm-hmm. but um, I was also like my first job too. Um, I had I think yeah, I think I had like a couple black coworkers, but like it was just so weird because we were always like, first of all, people would confuse us. Because it was a workplace where there was a lot of people that worked there. Like, we had, like, 100 employees or something. Um, yeah, so people would always confuse us. And then also, like, th- back then, like, I was young. I was, like, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And, like, the other girls were very, like, like they were very, like, stereotypically black. Yeah. Okay? And I wasn't that. And so, like, I faced the backlash of, like, a lot of things that they would do. Um, like, one of them would just, like, they, she wouldn't care if other people used the N-word. You know what I mean? And she would kind of give them that pass. And then people would expect the same energy from me, which is, like, that ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And even back then, I was, like, more meek about it. And I wouldn't say anything. And I was just, like, I can't say anything. This is my manager who's saying the N-word to me. Like, I can't, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And it's because the other people that I worked with were not, like, the same. Sorry, the other black people that I worked with were not, like of like-mindedness as me so i feel like it's just hard in when you live in london it's just hard okay Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's just difficult being yeah like trying to like pay your bills and being black is really hard mm-hmm. even like um so in meeting the summer i was having a hard time like getting a job and obviously because people just have a hard time getting a job mm-hmm. period but i also noticed there being a huge shift in like calls i would get back um, like after an interview once I cut my hair so I cut my hair and like now I have it slicked but like when I first initially got the haircut I was like I don't think I can slick my hair like I think it's too short so I just like the automatic thing I had to do was like go to interviews with like my curly hair mm-hmm. and I feel like that made such a huge difference yeah. the summer before when I was wearing hair extensions like I would slick my hair up and then I would wear it like almost like an Ariana Grande ponytail and I would get so many calls back everyone loved me you know because they probably thought it was my real hair and they probably assumed that like I was closer to like being not black um but you know when your hair just yells the black like you're black then mm-hmm. you know people don't want to hire you mm-hmm. so sad like honestly guys mm-hmm. like 
being any type of minority is difficult. Yeah. Not just like a racial minority, but like even being a woman, being trans, being part of the LGBTQIA plus <laughs> you know it's just all the hard. minorities. But honestly, mm. like my my advice or like the the thing that I wanna end off on is just be really, really aware of the relationships that you have and the way you're navigating in them because you could be offending your friends without even knowing it and you know that could be said about anyone, anyone not just yeah. like not just like a non like a white person or like yeah for sure you know what I mean like just just be careful on how even navigating relationships in your own within your own race like just relationships are hard interracial relationships are even harder but yeah just be like very cognizant of like what you're doing in your relationships that could be affecting other people and then also demanding that same energy back from the people that you're in a relationship yeah that's seriously that's so true if you lay down your like fundamental like needs and wants and this person will respect you then don't allow them in your life Mm -mm. just allow them to be an acquaintance and move on don't make them your best friend (sighs) you're so right Anyways, Lily, do you have any ending words? Interracial queen, interracial relationship queen. <laughs> oh the queen God. of interracial relationships. Wow, that's really high status. <laughs> I don't know if I deserve that title. So, Lily, but what do you have to say to the retweet podcast viewers? Yeah, people want to have white BFs, white roommates. How do they do it properly? I think, honestly, just get to know people and see what they're like and you'll see decent people yeah Mm -hmm. like it's not difficult i in my experience like it's not difficult to attract that type of energy and that's all you need to do Mm -hmm. (sighs) well because there are a lot of people who are decent (laughs) (laughs) there's some good people out there Um, believe it or not believe it or not they're not all and like my grade nine geography teacher <laughs> <laughs> who said yeah, that your nose fuck too that skinny guy. to be African. Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Please subscribe on YouTube. And like, like the amount of people that have told me they don't know we have a YouTube channel is absurd. You need to go so go on YouTube, search retweet podcast, subscribe. You'll get notifications whenever we drop videos. They're mostly just like um, shorter clips, but you know, we're going to put some different content on our YouTube hopefully within... Um, the next little bit, you know, whatever you guys want, mukbangs, you know, um, <laughs> Q and A's. <laughs> um, what else could we do? I don't know, probably some arms kidding. We can't. No, we're not doing ASMR. Um, BTS. Yeah, shit like that. So please follow us. Um, also on our Instagram. Our Instagram is actually like, thank you for everyone that has followed that. I know, we actually have more clout on Instagram, so thank yeah, you. Yeah, so at Retweet Podcast on Instagram. And then if you want to follow any of our personal socials, they're always linked in um, our bio. And like, they're also on our Instagram. But just follow the Instagram. I feel like the Instagram is like the main hub of everything. And that is what you need to follow. For sure. Please. Thank you. Yes. See you next week. Bye.